Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. Today we are getting intimate and discussing intimate apparel or lingerie with Cora Harrington, the founder and chief editor of The Lingerie Addict, the world's largest lingerie blog. This year I challenged some women to wear lingerie for 30 straight days and report back to me how they felt. Many of these women reported they had an increase in self-confidence and improved body image after completing the challenge. So I thought we should dive into this more and have an expert tell us a little bit more about lingerie. This is our first episode in our series about self-confidence. I am super excited to announce that Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrator swag is now out. I just released some new stuff in time for the holidays, so be sure to check out my favorites at swag.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. I am so excited to have laundry expert Cora Harrington with us today. Cora is the founder and chief editor of The Laundry Addict, the world's largest laundry blog. With millions of visitors per year and a social media following of over 300,000, The Laundry Addict is a destination for laundry fans around the world. Cora Harrington has been featured as a laundry expert on The Wall Street Journal, Bloomsburg, Teen Vogue, Racked, CNN, and Forbes. Miss Harrington currently resides in New York City with her husband and too many boxes of tea. I cannot wait to pick her brain today. Welcome, Cora. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? My name is Cora Harrington. I am a lingerie expert and the author of An Intimate Detail, How to Choose Where I Love Lingerie. I'm also the editor and founder-in-chief of The Laundry Addict, which is the world's leading publication about intimate apparel. I really love exposing people to opinions and to viewpoints and to items they may not have thought about when it comes to the laundry industry or issues about the laundry industry. And I like making the world of lingerie more accessible to people because I think it can be very intimidating um, and very scary. And so I try to make it something that feels more welcoming as opposed to something that feels like it has a gate around it. That is one of the big reasons why I wanted to do this episode about lingerie. I think a lot of women have a hard time deciding what types of lingerie to wear, feeling good in lingerie, and I think you will have a lot of good advice about that. Who is lingerie for? I think it's for anybody that wants to wear it. There is this idea that lingerie is only for women. I think it can be for men, for non-binary people, really whoever wants to wear it. And, And that's also one of the things I try to convey in my work that it's for anybody, any gender, any race, any size, any religion, that there is something out there for you, that lingerie isn't just the sexy stuff, but that it includes loungewear, it includes bras, as we know, it includes hosiery. There's a very wide spectrum of lingerie that I think can can include anyone, but it's also for everyone. What are some of the benefits of lingerie? I think lingerie can help people connect with who they really are. All of us, I believe, have to put on a face, our personality, our armor when we leave our homes. We have to, we can't, most people are not in a position to be fully themselves when they leave the house. 
And I think the great thing about lingerie is that it lets you be your truest self, even if you can't be that outside the home, underneath your clothing and at home, you can be who you really want to be. And and I think that's the word intimate apparel, the word intimate, you know, has a lot of meanings in relation to lingerie. I usually think about it as something being hidden. Um, But I think that can be a strength or a benefit of lingerie is that it lets you be your most intimate innermost person. You mentioned wearing lingerie underneath. What are your thoughts about wearing lingerie to work, under your clothes, wearing it out in public? I think whatever you wear under your clothing is is up to you. If it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel stronger, then you should wear that. I, I know one of the things we talk about when we're having conversation about bras and bra fitting and what have you, for most people, the point of a bra is to not feel it, to not think of it all day. For most people, if they're wearing something that feels fancier, the point of it is to feel more confident, to feel more like themselves. And so I think whatever makes you feel like the best version of yourself is what you should wear under your clothing. And of course, there's also the concept of lingerie as outerwear, which I am very into as well. But if we're talking about underneath, the entire point is helping you feel like the best version of yourself. And if your lingerie isn't doing that, then that's where I think we should talk about how to how to fix that either it's either with finding a new product or a new fit or a new brand um, that's where that conversation starts when you don't feel good and what you're wearing underneath and how do you find the right lingerie that's a very complicated question because not only are there so many types and styles there are also so many brands and there are so many sizes and I think up front, we do have to acknowledge that it's a complicated question, that there isn't a very easy, straightforward answer for it, which I know frustrates a lot of people because people just kind of want you to say, here is the thing you should wear, like period, full stop, the end. And it's not possible to do that, really. And I think when we approach that question with the sense that there is one definitive answer, it can also disappoint a lot of people. Because they're like, oh, I went to you as an expert and you told me to try this thing and this thing didn't work. So either you're wrong or there's nothing out there for me and people often won't try again. And so I I think the first place we have to begin the conversation if we're talking about finding the right lingerie is what does that mean to you? And then kind of what are your priorities or preferences? Because what you want may not be what I want. And then giving a range of options and explaining why that it has to be a range as opposed to one single specific thing. So this comes up a lot when we're talking about bra fit, for example. People want you to be able to say, here is the bra for you. It's going to be the perfect bra. You will never have to buy or wear another bra in your life. And that's just not the way bras work. There are literally hundreds of sizes. The bra range in terms of sizing goes from 28 triple A, roughly like 28 bands, triple A cups, all the way up to, as far as I've seen, around like 58 band sizes and P cups. So you're talking about a very wide range of bands. And then you're also talking about a very wide range of cup sizes. So there's a lot to sort through in there. And then we're talking about different styles of bras, balconettes, full cups, demi cups, different kinds of cups, contoured cups, cut and sew cups. And then we're talking about the actual fitting and trying on process, which there is no shortcut around. There is no way to figure out the perfect bra for you, chances are, unless you try on several bras. And people are often frustrated that you have to try on bras to find the right one. But 
that's actually a good thing. I, I know that when I'm talking to people about things like bras, they say, well, why aren't all bras cut exactly the same? Why do I have to try on so many? Everything should be identical. But the flip side of that is if everything is identical and things don't fit you, now you're stuck. So <laughs> the fact that there are all these permutations of fit, all these slightly different ways, all these bras fit, even if they're from the same brand, even if they're the same size, is a good thing because it does mean that there's a possibility you can find something for you because there are lots of different breast shapes. There are full on top breasts, there are full on bottom breasts, there are full all around breasts, there are augmented breasts. Your breasts often look and behave a different way after breastfeeding. They may become softer and more pendulous. And there is no one bra that's going to work for all those different shapes. And so the fact that you have to try things on to find what works for you is a good thing, I believe, if you really think about it and consider what that means. That's a lot of words. I don't know if that actually answered your question. I only talked about one specific thing, which was bras, and that was a lot to say. But I think it also reflects the the complexity of the question if we're talking about what right lingerie means, because for some people, the right lingerie is going to be like kind of what's accessible for them to put on. If you only have the use of one arm, then the right lingerie for you is going to be very different. You need to find something you can put on with one arm. If you have had a mastectomy, the right lingerie is going to be something different from you. If you're breastfeeding, the right lingerie is different. So it, it's it's a, a quite expansive expansive question, I think, if you if you really consider what that can mean. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to lingerie for nighttime wear or nightwear, what are some different styles that are available? I know that I've heard about baby dolls. Can you elaborate on some different styles that are available and some of those fits that might be good for different body types? So I, I want to address the second part of that question first when we're talking about lingerie for body types. I think people of whatever body shape should wear what they want. I don't believe it's my place as an expert to say, if you have this particular shape, this is what you should wear. If you have this shape, this is what you should wear. You should wear whatever you want. And then my my place as an expert is if you come to me and you say, oh, you know, I don't feel so good about my hips. What can I wear for my hips? Or if I don't feel so good about my tummy, if I don't feel so good about this or that part of my body, how can you help me? That's a very different conversation and approach than you shouldn't wear this because your body is shaped this way. So I think that's kind of the first thing. I, I see my position as an expert to not tell people what to wear, but to guide people towards the choices of what they want to wear. The other part is if we're talking about nightwear, nightwear doesn't include, as I said before, laundry isn't just sexy items. And so nightwear isn't just sexy items like baby dolls. It also includes things like pajamas. It includes caftans. It includes cam. Um, it can include camisoles. That's also kind of loungewear. It can include chemises. It can include nightgowns. And so if we're talking about the best nightwear for you, maybe that's going to be a set of cotton pajamas, or maybe that's going to be a silk nightgown, or maybe that's going to be, you know, a polyester satin chemise. I don't know. But there are, there are lots of options. There are lots of kind of categories in the realm of nightwear that don't relate just to things that are sexy or sheer or what have you. And also robes. I forgot about robes. I think robes are a great entry point. And those robes also, of course, overlap with loungewear. I believe they're a great entry point into the world of lingerie because they're size flexible. There are lots of different styles. They're made from lots of different materials. You can find them at a range of price points. 
You can wear them depending on the style, also as outerwear, as a light jacket, in addition to indoors. And so I think if we're talking about kind of where to start our, our options, then then that's where, I don't know, that's where I would begin. So I, th- I think, again, like a more, a more complicated question than most people would think about. But if you're, if you're talking about how to be inclusive and how to make this world open to as many people as possible, then I think that's going to look like a more complex answer than just here is, here is the one thing. I appreciate that and your approach because it feels very different to say that these body types are best for this style or fit rather than someone coming to you and saying, hey, I want to hide or enhance a specific part of their body. Right, exactly. And if there's an area of a body that someone is more self-conscious about, there are different styles that they may like more than others, but ultimately it's what you feel good in. Exactly. It's what makes you feel confident. And sometimes you just got to try a bunch of stuff on Mm -hmm. and you may really like one piece and you may really not like another. Exactly. Right. And and I, I think that goes back to kind of an expert's role. I also see my my place as helping to direct people to options they may not have known about or considered before. That it's okay to try this thing. It's okay to try that other thing. You don't have to feel limited because someone told you you can't wear this. And that's how you discover what you like. And that's how you discover new brands and new styles is hopefully by being open to try new, trying new things, preferably in a safe environment that makes you feel like you can experiment without being judged. Because I think there's a lot of judgment, unfortunately, inherent in the laundry industry and inherent in the laundry world. We see that. I think what I think maybe at the beginning you said bra shaming, or did someone else say that? Or maybe it's just in my head. <laughs> I think... I think there can, I, I think sometimes, for example, what we see in the industry from other professionals is what I call bra shaming, which is 80% of women are wearing the wrong, wrong bra size. You're probably wearing the wrong bra size. You can't figure out bra sizing on your own. Your bra is terrible. And that's not going to make people feel good and open to trying something new. The phrasing should be, you know, are you uncomfortable in your bra? Like, how can we help you? What do you want to find? Where are you interested in finding? If you only have access to shopping online, how can we make that experience better for you? Which is a very different approach than you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Now, what kind of different materials does lingerie come in? It comes in every fabric, just about actually, (laughs) that regular clothes come in. So if we're talking about, I think fabrics are materials, we want to separate that out into uh, fibers versus fabrics. People often conflate the two. Fibers are kind of the raw material, the raw thing that is made into the final fabric. So for example, silk, cotton, linen, nylon are types of fibers, bamboo, a fiber. And then the the fabric, the final fabric you get would be things like satin, rayon, tulle, lace, lawn, things like that. So if like often I, for example, I see people conflate the words satin and silk and use them equivalently. Well, silk is a fiber that you can make into a range of fabrics. Satin is a fabric or a finish that can be made from a range of fibers. And so when we're talking about what you want to find, you want to make sure you have both of those things in mind. So that, for example, you don't think you're buying silk because you confuse it with satin, but what you've actually bought is polyester satin, if that makes sense. So you can have the the appropriate expectations 
in terms of price point and also in terms of comfort and what we call hand, which is how the fabric feels to you and not be disappointed in what you receive or disappointed in what you find because people will hear the word set and I think it's silk and they'll buy, you know, a $50, I don't know, like chemise or nightgown and they're disappointed it's not 100% silk. It's like, well, silk is expensive, but you, what, you, what you should expect at that price point is polyester, for example. Does that make sense? It totally does. I didn't even realize that those were separate. I am not in the fashion industry, so I had no idea. What are some really good places to go to find lingerie or some places to go to get ideas about what lingerie might work for you? I think online is a good way to start because the internet is accessible to a lot of people. Places like Fig Leaves, Bare Necessities, Her Room, even if you don't wind up purchasing from them, you can at least get a sense of what's available in your size, what brands are available, what styles are out there. And it's just a case, I think, of like clicking around. There's also obviously my site, <laughs> thelaundryaddict.com, and my book, which covers a lot of different styles. But it, I think it's just a case of, of getting in there and seeing at the, at the very least what your options are. And then from there, going to what you might want to try or experiment with. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to look around and see what is there before you can make a decision. Right. You, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know what you might be interested in until you know that the thing exists. And so I think just just getting out there and seeing what's around, seeing what's available. There are a few blogs that are dedicated to lingerie, not as many as I would like, obviously, being a lingerie blogger. But there are a few. There's Sweet Nothings NYC. She focuses on larger busts. So like if you were above a double D cup, you know, above a J cup or that sort of thing, that's the area she focuses on. There is a, a blog from a French-speaking woman named Comics Girls Need Bra- Needs Bras, who is bilingual. She also covers larger busts. And so there are sources of information out there that you can research, you know, kind of once you're aware of them. Now, what are some tips that you have for buying lingerie for your partner? I think the first thing is, if you don't know what your partner likes, you shouldn't buy lingerie for your partner. If you have no idea what they would be interested in, if you have no idea what their style is, if you know nothing about what they like to wear, then you don't know them well enough to buy lingerie for them. You should just give them a gift certificate and like just leave it at that. Buying lingerie for someone, as Intimate Apparel suggests, is an intimate gift. And buying lingerie is complicated enough to do even when you are buying for yourself. And it becomes even more complicated when you're buying for someone else. That said, if you are insistent upon doing that, I would recommend buying items that are easy to size. So for example, a robe would be something nice, as opposed to, say, a bra, which is much harder to fit. I also recommend buying something your person would not have purchased on their own. So for example, you might want to get them something that's made from silk. A lot of people might be reluctant to splurge on, say, a silk gown, but if you are buying that as a gift, that could be a splurge for them. A friend of mine and I just bought another of our friends a custom caftan from a designer we know, which is not something she may have purchased for herself. Um, it was a custom commission. And so something like that, where it's a gift that suits their style, but is also special and also easy to size because it's a caftan, is what I would recommend for a lingerie purchase. But if you have any reason 
at all to feel like your potential recipient does not want to receive lingerie for you, then that is a sign you should not buy them lingerie. Okay, so you keep saying caftan. What is that? A caftan is a loose gown, basically from, there's a seam at the shoulders, sometimes under the arm, and it's kind of free hanging. There aren't, it's not kind of a cut and sewn garment. There aren't a lot of stitches and seams. It doesn't hug the figure. I like those. That's kind of my choice of lingerie, even though I'm wearing a cat suit while we're having this podcast. <laughs> I think they're easy to fit. They come in some beautiful materials. I love a good silk caftan. I also just feel very elegant when I'm like wafting around my apartment, pretending you know it's a manor and it's just you know a small New York apartment. So that I mean, that's kind of one of my favorite items. It might not be for everybody, but as far as personal loungewear, they're they're kind of a go-to. Do you have any advice for women trying to add lingerie to their collection? Well, for like as I said earlier, I think lingerie is for everybody, for men and for women. A few of my suggestions, or I think maybe one of my biggest suggestions would be to not get tethered to the size of, of a garment. This happens a lot when we're talking about bras. People are very invested in the idea of being a 36C or a 34D when the best bra size for you might be something like a 32G. And so not being invested in that cup and band size, but being open to the notion that it might be very different than what you thought before, I think is important. Similarly, not getting tethered to the size of anything you're wearing, just kind of understanding that sizes are arbitrary. People make them up. They don't really mean anything real. Um, what counts is is that you're wearing what's most comfortable for you. And if what that looks like is buying something and cutting out the tag, then like then you should do that. I think another bit of advice would be something we've talked about a few times, which is being open. So a lot of people in America are quite attached to their molded cup slash contour cup slash t-shirt bras. That's they're basically all the same thing with different names. Because America has, you know, nipple phobia. And people don't want, you know, people want that kind of smooth half globe look. Well, that's not the type of bra that's most supportive if you have a larger bust. A cut and sew bra, that is a bra that's made from several pieces of material that are stitched together, is going to be more supportive for you. There's like a, an explanation behind it that has to do with like physics and like seam supporting weight. But like that's going to be probably the most comfortable bra for a larger bust. You're going to get a better shape and better support with it. But if you're not open to the idea of trying to seem raw, then you might not find the thing that's best for you. So I think open-mindedness, not being too attached to sizes, being willing to explore things are all, are all really important. It's funny that you mentioned about bra size. I know there are times when I go get sized and try on a new bra and the cup size goes up and I get all excited that the cup size went up, but the reality is that it's just a different bra style and they all fit differently, and the size really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, some brands will use, like, if, a, for example, I have full-on bottom breasts, and so um, I might wear a 34D, and that might be best for me in one brand or style or size, and then for another brand or style or size, maybe, like, a 36C is better. Luxury brands tend to be cut smaller. So if you're buying your lingerie from Agent Provocateur or something, you may find that you're actually going up a size just because luxury stuff is a little smaller. If you're buying something that's non-stretch, you might be going up a size for comfort. If you're buying something that's very stretchy or is meant to fit loose, you might be buying a size down. So it's 
I mean, I think that also goes back to what I said about you have to try things on. Or at least maybe listen to what other people have said about the fit. I have a, a group on Facebook called Laundry Addicts, which has about 5,000 people. And people share things like how things fit on them that helps other people make purchases. But there's not really, somebody has to wear the thing <laughs> to figure out how the thing fits. Any thoughts on boudoir shoots? Um, it's interesting you bring that up. I Boudoir shoots, I know, were really, really popular a few years ago. I, I think they're, they aren't quite as popular today. But people are, people always want photos of themselves and their pretty things. And so I, I think it's really great that, that that's still an option that's still available, that's still accessible. And I think if someone wants to do that, then they should. I mean, I have photos of me and my lingerie. It makes me feel pretty. And I'm sure other people want that same feeling. So if that's what you want to do, then you should do it. Absolutely. I find that they are really empowering. Yeah. Whether it's for yourself or a gift for someone else, it doesn't matter. Right, right. For me, lingerie should be about the subject and not about turning them into an object. Lingerie should be about you and what you want to wear and not for an outside observer. And I think, unfortunately, the conversation about lingerie in America is either, you know, strictly practical, you got to wear Spanx, you got to wear contour cups, they got to be either beige or black, or it's sexy, which is, you know, you're wearing a sheer baby doll or a garter strap or whatever for your partner, not really for you, but to be looked at. When really, I think the spectrum of that conversation should first start with these things you are buying for yourself, and that these are things to make you feel like the best version of yourself, and that that's going to change by the day, by the mood, by whatever, But what counts is keeping that core idea of this is for me and this is to make me feel good about me. And if boudoir photography of a boudoir shoot contributes to that feeling, then that's a great thing. I mean, how dare I tell somebody they shouldn't do that? You are so right. Lingerie is about you and feeling good for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of why people, there are lots of reasons people have fallen out of love with Victoria's Secret. All of them are valid because it's a brand that, Anyway, that's one of the conversation. But I think one of the reasons people fell out of love with Victoria's Secret is that their marketing was very much object focused instead of subject focus. It was very clear their models were, they were not advertising the idea that laundry is for them. They were advertising the idea that laundry is for an outside observer. And that's, I think, not a conversation, not a perspective people really want to have nowadays. They want to know how does this make me feel not how does this make me look to others increasingly, um, which I think is is really great. That, that's how it should always be. Yeah. As a single woman, I find myself wearing lingerie all the time mm-hmm. to bed, wherever, just to feel more confident in myself. And mm-hmm. I encourage a lot of other people to do the same thing just to boost their confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Just wear, wear what you want to wear the way you want to wear it, I feel. Yes, I love that. Well, I appreciate you coming on here and telling us a little bit more about lingerie. Do you have anything else you want to add? I mean, I would just sum it up as what we've talked about to remember that there that lingerie is a wide world, to be open to new products and new experiences, to not get too attached to a size, and to keep in mind at the end of the day, you should be wearing these things for you. And that if they don't make you feel good, then that is reason in and of itself not to wear it. 
Like don't don't tie what you wear and what you own to what other people think you should wear and you should. I love that. That is the perfect ending statement. <laughs> Where can the listeners find you at? Um, there's my website, thelaundryaddict.com. I'm on Twitter at laundry underscore addict. I'm on Facebook at TLA fans. Facebook might be acting up again. Who knows kind of what I'm doing over there by the time you listen to this. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at the laundry addict. I have a newsletter people can sign up to and get a free sample chapter of my book. And then I have a book, An Intimate Detail, How to Choose, Wear, and Love Lingerie, which you can find at any bookseller. Please order from indie booksellers. They really need our help right now. And which, of course, you can you can also find on Amazon. Oh, and I sell signed copies of my book if you want to get something like that. Perfect. All of those links will be in the show notes so you can easily find those. Thank you again, Cora. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, this has been a really great conversation. Obviously, I love talking about this sort of thing. So, so thank you for inviting me. This podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones, offering top bath and beauty products and relationship enhancement items. My sexy box is back. You have only a couple days left to get your sexy box. My sexy box is a quarterly subscription box that is coming to your doors December 15th. Do not delay and get yours now. This subscription box contains over $100 of top selling products and some of my personal favorites. Do not sleep on this. Check out the link in the bio to get yours today or go to sexybox.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.